afford to be. This is small town music. This is big town music. He's ahead of his time, you know, but he can't use it. If only he could prove it. Well, tomorrow's just a song away, a song away, a song away. Hey everybody, welcome to Rock Solid, the comedy podcast for all things music, both new and classic. I'm Pat Francis. I'm April Richardson. And joining us today, as always, in the producer chair is young Kyle Dotson. Hey. You are rocking a, a Batman uh, t-shirt that's got the red bat from the side of the 66 Batmobile. Yes. Nice. That is the best Batmobile. That's a great Batmobile. No one will argue that. I don't know. I like the Keaton one. Shield. Whoa. Shields. No, I like Keaton the Keaton cool. one. I don't like any of the new. I don't like any of the, the Nolan ones because they just look like tanks. It's a tank. Yeah, I understand what they're going for. It's more right. Maybe a tactical like vehicle the that you could actually one. use. Yeah, yeah, that's a good that one. That one's a good one. But yeah. you're, I mean, the Adam West one is like the coolest looking one, but I yeah, like all classic. the tricks the Keaton one could do. Yeah, I agree. I agree like, with all like, this. Like get hacked by the penguin and be driven by a. Did <laughs> you? Oh my god! Yeah, machine? when he just puts that thing underneath it. Did you see Birdman? Yes. Did you love it? I did like it. I liked it too. I liked it. I, I liked mean, it. I don't think it's like, I, it didn't blow my mind the way that apparently it blew everyone else's minds, but I, mean, I did like it and I thought it was beautiful. And many parts of it, I was like, is this one shot? It was like an hour goes by and you think, is this one single shot? Yeah. It's, uh, they trick you to think that, but there, I mean, but there is a lot of, like, I was like, I don't know how they learn all this data. I don't know if I could learn. Because in other movies, like, they'll film you. You'll say a couple of things. I'll say a right. couple of things. But this, I mean, there, there was almost like monologues the whole time. They, right. It was nonstop. Well, it was like you saw them. Kind of set up like a play. Would like be. a play. But right. that's, that would be hard, too, yeah. I think, to learn all that dialogue. And then they had to learn the play in the movie. Yeah, exactly. A lot and, of uh, words. And Ed Norton had to get a boner. <laughs> <laughs> he had to go method and get a real get boner. a real boner. Um... <laughs> What? Um, uh, well, look. Just spoiler alert, because I want to ask you: What did you think of the ending of Birdman? Yeah. What did you, I mean? What did you? Th- what? I don't know, to be honest. With but what you. is your like? To me, I I think because she looks down and tries to find him, right? And then she looks up and she smiles. I I think he really had powers. See, that's what I couldn't figure out because I went to see it with my friend Tommy, and I was kind of like at the end, I looked at him. Because I was like, yeah, I, well, I didn't know if it was, or I was like, were we just in his head the whole time? I think you're in his head because you don't ever see him. No one else ever sees him use the powers. And I think his daughter, it was set up that she's kind of crazy too. Well, no, no, they do. Because remember when he, remember the scene where he flies, he does fly. Isn't there no, no, a scene where oh, he here, flies and people on the street kind of go, hey, no, that no, guy's flying. The, the worst part, or the, the thing is, he's flying and he flies back to the theater, mm-hmm. but then they show him get out of a cab when he goes to the theater. So that's oh, why so I think he, he doesn't in his have head. Power. Yeah, that's what I kind of thought, Because then he doesn't too. pay, the, the cab driver's like, hey, you didn't pay me for the cab, and like runs after him. Right. So that's why I don't think he has powers. Hmm. That's why, why I think he's envisioning people looking up and stuff. Why does she look up at the end and smile? Because she's in she's, his head yeah, doing that? Like yeah. it's part of his fantasy. Yeah, but I, I don't. Like he hey, I don't know this for certain or yeah. anything. Like I, I just don't think thought... there's a right or wrong answer. I think right. it could be argued either ways. Good but acting. Good it acting. is good acting, but this I am so childish and dumb because I there are times where I hate. I'm like, tell me what fucking happens. Like, don't do this. Like, <laughs> right. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know. I know. Because I remember you don't want to interpret it yourself. 
There are times I don't. There are times where I'm like, please just tell me what happened. I just sat here for two hours watching a movie. Tell yeah. me what happened. I paid my money. I need some concrete Which is like so... Conclusion to this. I mean, as somebody who works in a field that I'm supposed to be an artist or creative, like mm-hmm. that's like a terrible attitude to have. And I know it is. But there are times where I genuinely feel that way. The last time I remember feel violently feeling that way is Donnie Darko. <laughs> when all my friends tried to be like, oh, it's so good. I'm like, tell me what happens in it. Tell me. Yeah, I didn't like Donnie Darko. That's I didn't. Lie. But so many... Many people, and this is of the age, like yes. you know, it's my early twenties. So mm-hmm. of course, all my friends want to pretend they're deep and all this shit. Where I, and so when they were like, "Oh, it's so great," and I'm like, "Tell me what happens in it. Tell me the plot of Donnie Darko," and they'd be like, "Uh, you know what I mean?" Where I'm that's like, like, "That's a movie that's awesome when you're in high school, and then yeah, that, and then like, you yeah. go same yeah. with same with Requiem for a Dream." Right. If I want to see Static and a Wayne's Brother, I'd just watch Basic Cable. Right. Like, it's totally <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't. Like, I like when people, uh, I mean, no, I don't like it. I hate when people go, well, you just didn't get it. I know. People I'm would do that I'm with Donnie punch Darko. That person in the face. But I would because go, they don't get it. Yeah. Well, first of all, I would go, you are correct. I totally didn't get it. Please explain it to me. And I'll then they would just kind of go, oh, well, I don't really know. Like, yeah, exactly. Look, if you didn't, yeah. look I, I can't, you know, if you don't get it, you just don't yeah, get it. it was, yeah, exactly. Where I'm like, well, if it's so great, please enlighten me. Tell me what's so great about it. Jeez. I feel that I feel kind of, did you see an inherent vice? Yeah. Oh, Can you, dude, will I, you please tell me what happened I, in I it? didn't like it. No. The funny thing we, is, is we I, had a screener of it and we, we'd keep like, I'm like, I can't watch anymore right chore. now. We had to stop right. it. Yeah, it was a chore. It was literally a chore. See, I like, I, the funny thing is, I liked it. I thought it was very beautiful and very pleasing to look at and mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. I, re- I went to see it with Chip and we went to a, a thing, uh, like a DGA preview, which by the way, Rodney on the Rock was like sitting in front of, me, in front of us. <laughs> Rodney Bingenheimer with his 19 year old girlfriend was sitting in front of us. But we, I, we enjoyed it it was funny when we were leaving, we both looked at each other and I was like, did you like it? And he's like, yeah, I did like it. And I was like, did you know what happened? And he's like, I have no idea what happened. And I still don't, I don't know what the plot is at all, yeah. but it was like fun to look at and everyone was good, I guess. Yeah. I'm yeah. not a Joaquin Phoenix fan. So that really brings it down. But for he me. was okay. And I didn't hate him as much as I normally do. I thought Josh Brolin was awesome in it. Yeah. yeah he's good in everything. But it, but I, I couldn't tell you what happened. I do not know the plot of it. Yeah. yeah. I thought it would be funnier if the ending was, like the the mystery was super simple, but since he was just a burnout, he was yeah. Just he made it more yeah. But it's kind of another movie where they don't really tell you yeah. what happens. Yeah. I was like, wait, who's scamming who and who's kidnapping who and who who's trying to lie to who? Like, I just did not get it. Did you see Whiplash? I loved it. Yeah, I love that. that I great. loved it. I really loved what it. What else? I loved Whiplash. I liked Foxcatcher too. I liked Fox Foxcatcher. I think it okay. could have been a little. I didn't like that the it ended with the the major point of the story where it should have that should have been like I didn't like to see like courtroom oh, you, scenes. Oh really? There's a lot too much in the beginning. For right. Me. Well, I was it surprised. Didn't need to be two hours and something minutes. That it was just that dude. I mean, this is going to be the whole time. I was like, oh, the, well, this dude's clearly in love with Channing Tatum. Yeah. I was like, even though I know it's a real life thing, right. I didn't know a lot going into it. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh, he's going to. I just like knew it was love. a true story. That's all I knew. Right. Me too. I guess I didn't know who got killed or whatever. Yeah. And so Spoiler throughout the whole. Alert. Well, not, I mean, re- I can it be? A, okay. <laughs> no, I know. I know. But uh, it's, fe- it's, it's February when this airs. So right. if you okay. haven't seen it, tough. Then that's on you. Yeah. Mark Ruffalo dies. Yeah. So I was surprised. <laughs> but I was surprised. Because I just thought, yeah. oh, he's so in love with Channing Tatum. He's going to like kill him. Kill him. Because yeah. he's not in love with him back or something. I don't know. It was weird though. Because I like. Uh, what's his name? Dup- uh, Dupont in that movie was yeah. like basically just a crazier Michael Scott. Yeah, like I just right. wanted them to like zoom in on like 
Jim in the background <laughs> giving a look. He's like, this is the trophy room, <laughs> okay. obviously. It's really weird that you bring that up. I got to take these off to put my glasses yeah. on. It's weird that you bring that up because I... Okay, so I am alone. I am single again and Netflix in it all the time and like have a lot of downtime and especially over the holidays, I had a lot of downtime. So I was like, I will go through and like watch things all the way through. Mm-hmm. And I watched the, I stopped watching The Office, the US Office, after like the second season of it when it was on in real mm-hmm. life. Yeah. Cause I was just like, um, I got to know oh, what's it. going on. I loved it up until I stopped watching when. There was like this one specific thing that happened where I was like, I'm checked out. Okay. So I sat down and watched the entire thing over Christmas holidays. Mm-hmm. I don't love it. There are too many times where I was like, <laughs> I, look, I'm not an idiot. Totally. Like I get it's a right. TV show. Right. So I'm like, I'll suspend my disbelief mm-hmm. to a certain extent. Okay. But it got to the point where there were so many things where I'm like, no one would, this would never happen in any work. This person would be fired. This person would be arrested. This person would be like, how is this still, they rehire people that steal from them. Like it's shit like that where I'm like, come on. Yeah. So everyone's so insane that I can, I can, I can let it go. See, that's, I couldn't, I couldn't at all. But when you watch parks and rec, do you have the same thing? I've never watched it. I think you might have the same it's I've same watched type a couple of, of episodes. I'm not a. I don't know. Not, but I'm not like a hater. It's not a thing where mm-hmm. I purposely am not watching these things. Right. I just. I guess I'm such a binge watcher that I am like I can't watch this until I can sit and watch the entire it, thing. It was one of those shows too that once Pam and Jim kind of grounded it in reality, and then once they got together, then yeah. it kind of loses its spark totally. a little That's bit. That's when I stopped watching. Yeah. It. That's probably I think when I did too because I yeah. just was like, well, okay, and then, but even them. There would be times where I'm like, really, you got like yeah. you are like, together twenty four seven. You'd be like punching each other in the face. That one episode, this is one of the episodes. Maybe this is the one, one of the ones you're talking about. That, that where you go, come on, is when Michael Spot, it's Michael Spot, <laughs> Michael Scott burned his foot on his. He was making bacon on his George Foreman grill, but he right. But the grill is next to his bed. Yes. I mean that's yes that's and, oh, no, ridiculous. No, no. I think when I stopped watching is the one where he drove into a lake because the GPS told him to take a left or oh, whatever. Okay. Okay. Yes. And Dwight's like, "Well, this is a lake," and he's like, right. well, "I got to listen to the GPS." I mean, that's when I'm like, "Are you serious? Like this person <laughs> would be institutionalized." Well, that's true. So I couldn't hang after that. But yeah, I wa- and there were definitely there are times that make me laugh. Times in the shows where I'd laugh, but for the most part, it was just too much. Like. This would never happen. Does anyone else live in Scranton? Like only these people hang out with each other and no one else. I had, I had a friend who was a comedian who was from Scranton and he hated that show because <laughs> it showed that Scranton had sidewalks. He's like, there are no sidewalks in Scranton. Oh, but it is kind of a funny thing living here. Spotting. You can tell when they're trying to keep it super tight when yeah, they're outside. So you don't see a palm tree exactly. or something. Exactly. Like there are too many times that they'd, they'd have to scroll or the scan up for something and you're just like palm trees and you're like, okay. Yeah, like they're in front of a house and you're like, I think I know that. Yeah, totally. It would be like yeah. street signs in like Burbank where I'd be like, yeah. oh, whoops. Which I, I mean, I don't fault them for that, but it would be kind of funny to spot that stuff. Right. You know, like the guy in Gladiator who's wearing jeans or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, we talked about some movies. We talked about some TV. Yeah. Now we're going to talk about. Some music. Yes, yes, yes. Now, today's episode was titled by Aaron Gould, who is also doing the artwork for this episode. Oh. And he came up with this title. Uh, this is called Shiny Happy Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
And my this God. Is, this I love is, that he had to name it after their most hated song. I know. I know. Isn't that great? They, they don't even like this. We're playing the, uh, the music of R.E.M. today is what we're doing. Yes. And, my favorite uh, band in the whole world. Have you, have you been on board since the, since the beginning or when did you jump into the R.E.M. Well, no, camp? I'm not old. Pat, I'm not old enough to have been on board since day one. Right. Since they formed as a band like before I was born. So, but um, I mean, the first album came out in what year? Murmur came out in 81. So how old were 80. you in 81? Where's my phone? Uh, well, I was born in 79. You have to check your phone to see when you're... They played you their now? first show in April 1980. Okay. So yeah, you're very young. Uh, I'm very you're young. You're three. Here's how I got into REM. I'll tell you as I'm looking up. Yeah, I do have to look up. I, I don't have a good memory. But I'm pretty sure it was 81. Okay. Or Chronic Town maybe was 81 and then Murmur was 82. We'll see. But I, okay, so I grew up in Georgia. There, I got a long history. Chronic Town, 82. Murmur, 83. 83! April 12th, 83. I was a year off. Um, okay, so I grew up in Georgia, first of all. Okay. So there's already that sort of, my, if you press play on an REM album, mm-hmm. that I'm just immediately taken back to my teen years. Like, okay. I used to just drive around in my mom's Honda and there's like pine trees and kudzu lining the streets, just like the cover of Murmur. And like, it's just, I have so many memories tied to this band. They're my favorite band of all time. And they're also the first band that got me into like real music. Mm-hmm. Like the first band I started listening to when I was st- getting out of like new kids on the block yeah. was REM. The first tape I ever bought with my own money was green. And I was like 12, I was like 11 or 12. That's pretty great. But okay. So I grew up in Georgia. I had two stepbrothers very briefly. Mm-hmm. When my mom married my stepdad, I was five or about to turn five. And they were like 17 and 18. Mm-hmm. They're way older than me. And they soon, one of them went to the University of Georgia. Okay. And this is in like 84, 85. And so he saw REM play like club, like tiny clubs and stuff. And so I remember hearing them in his room, like when he would be home. Yeah. And it was the sort of like real, I mean, my mom, I grew up listening to like country music and stuff from my mm-hmm. parents, but that was like the first quote unquote, like rock music I heard. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, that's a big influence. Uh, older brothers, older yeah. sisters who listen to music. Definitely. Totally. So I heard that from him. And then I think... I saw, you know, the video for Stand or something on MTV, and I was like, this is funny or whatever. Like, you know, you're like 11. <laughs> yeah, whatever, whatever so reaction like, you have at that. that age. Like, it's those guys. And so I bought it, and then I was like, this is the best thing I've ever heard. And That's then, almost like a Weird Al song, too. I mean, yeah. Stan, I mean, I, I mean I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not dissing it. I love the song, but I mean, it's like, you no, know. No, it, it is. I remember reading in an interview that Michael Stipe, specifically was like I tr- on purpose I was like what's yeah. the dumbest song I can write yeah like if like if Weird Al would have wrote a song called Sit right which was well, uh, he, he has a parody of that called Spam oh, oh he does yeah. I didn't know that Very I nice. was hoping that he would have done Sit but um <laughs> but yeah so so much of it is and then also Atlanta I grew up in Atlanta which is only like an hour from Athens right so when I was old enough to drive I could go hang out in mm-hmm. Athens and I did often and like I could go to these places that were in these songs like I went to the church where they played their first show mm-hmm. I went to the house that the B-52s played their first house party show just to see it just to see it yeah. and like went to eat at Weaver D's which is where they got the phrase automatic, automatic for the people, people yeah um uh you know yeah. Did they say it there? Did someone say it while he you were totally there? He totally said How I not? I, I thought I told the story on this podcast You might before. have. I forget things. Yeah, because, and I should look it up on my phone, the picture of, yes, because when what I. What is in your phone? It's like you have a journal, personal journal written in your phone. Well, no, because I, here's the story, and because I think I do have this because I showed it to somebody the other day. Um, okay, the first time I went to Athens, because this is before I could drive. Once I could drive, I like went all the time just yeah. for, just because. 
when I was 15, for my 15th birthday, my mom was like, what do you want? Mm. And I was like, I want you, please, to drive me to Athens to take me on like an REM tour because nice. I can't drive yet. And she's like, I'll totally do that. I did this in London when I went to for all, all kink stuff. I saw yeah. the house. I saw where they first totally. played. I saw Conk Studios. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. So my mom was cool enough to do that. So she took me and a couple of friends to Athens and we did that whole thing. You like went to the 40 Watt, went to the church, whatever. Went to eat at Weaver D's. And what I didn't know is the guy serving us was Weaver D. You go in and he totally says all that stuff. And I didn't know that was him. And so we're eating and he's like, hey, how are you guys doing? Whatever. And I'm like, oh, well, I'm here because I love R.E.M. They're the best. Do you know where they live? And he was fully like, oh, yeah, you just go down here and you take a let. Like 100% told me Michael Stipe and Mike Mills' addresses. And I was like, okay. And then my mom drove me to their houses. And I knocked on their doors. And so I do have a picture of 15-year-old me on Mike Mills's porch. You did, t- you did tell this in the podcast. Yeah, and he could not have been nicer when, of course, he should have been like, I'm calling yeah, the cops. You did weirdo. tell us this. This is great. Yeah, um, yeah and then Michael and then Stipe wasn't home. Weaver D's again. <laughs> and he sued Weaver D's. No, uh, but they still have that. They still have the sign that says on Mac. Did for the Mike Mills say, how did you find my house? He didn't. He was so cool. I just remember my mom came. I was like nervous. Mm-hmm. And I didn't get nervous. I'm pretty much the same as I was as a kid. I didn't. I was not shy, mm-hmm. whatever. But like REM, I was like nervous. So my mom came up with me. And you know, at the top, they're they're like similar in age. Yeah, yeah. Like my mom and Mike Mills are like, "Hi, we're two grown adults." Yes, this is crazy. Yeah. But you know, my mom was like, "It's my daughter's birthday. She really loves you guys." Mm-hmm. And he was totally like, "No problem," and like posed for the picture and was super cool. <clears throat> and yeah, like couldn't have been nicer. And then years later, probably like ten years ago or more, Billy Bragg was on tour with Mike Mills, mm-hmm. and so I was I'm friends with Billy, so I was like there backstage, and I went up to Mike and I was like, "Look." I, I do not expect you to remember this in any way, but I was like, I just want to apologize retroactively because when I was 15, I fully knocked on your door and I know now as an adult, like that's a crazy thing to do. And he stopped me and he was like, it is no problem at all. You have no idea how often that happens. He was like, it's no big deal. I promise I'm not mad or whatever. And I was like, oh, cool. Okay. You, uh, you have to post that picture when this episode drops. You have to find Oh, I totally will. Uh, yeah, I'll look for it on my phone. What's in that phone? How, look, how much I just take a lot of phone? pictures. But what how do you, do you have the Mike Mills picture from... Because I scanned it, I, I scanned it, and you put it in your phone. Was that for I didn't put it in my phone. Thursday? Is it in the cloud? I had it on some. I want to say I had it on like my MySpace or something ridiculous, I like a hundred years ago. I don't even use the cloud, dude. I don't like the cloud. I don't like the cloud either. Can't trust it. I don't use it. Clouds for rain, rain, <laughs> rain and snow. But I also, I don't, I don't know. For some reason, I don't trust it. I don't mean in the way that I think people are going to hack it, but mm. just in the way that I feel like it's going to lose my stuff. I don't know. I don't trust it at all. And especially since my computer just broke and everything, like I only trust actual tangible hard drives that I can yeah. carry around. You know what? Uh, from uh, putting the songs together for this show today, uh, REM has some pretty great album covers. You think so? I really like their album covers. Which ones are your favorites? Well, now you're putting me on the spot. <laughs> uh, when, oh, one thing that I, I I do I do really like uh, I I like the I do like the automatic for the people. The cover? Uh, album cover. Mm-hmm. I really do. I think that's a great cover. I liked, when I was a kid, I liked that the tape was yellow. The tape was yellow. It was like transparent yellow. Oh, really? The cassette tape. And the CD and stuff is yellow. Like the tray was yellow. Mm-hmm. But when I was a kid, that transparent cassette tape was like cool as shit. But they're like, the. I think the album covers are arty without being pretentious. Does right, that make right. sense? No, it makes total sense. Yeah, I, I do like the album covers Although some of it, the, the cover of Green, my cover, like when I got it first... If you tilted it in the light a mm-hmm. certain way, the R's were fours. They became the number four. That's weird. And then if you look at the track list, it's 
track one, two, three, R, mm-hmm. five, six. I don't know why that is. I don't know. It was like, I don't know if they've ever said, or I don't remember ever reading in an interview, like Michael Stipe explaining that. I also like New Adventures in Hi-Fi, like that cover. Yeah, that is a good cover. Yeah. And that's a rad album. It is a great album. The only misstep... Okay, I'm super REM ride or die. Mm-hmm. Their only misstep was Around the Sun. Around the Sun is the only REM album I don't listen to regularly. I've only listened to it a handful of times, to be honest. It's yeah. the only one I don't like. And I don't like that album cover. <laughs> it's just, no, it's just kind of uh, them kind of blurry and... Uh, right. Yeah, I wonder what, what happened there. I don't know, but it's, it's truly... Because other people go... Oh, well, I liked REM until, like, Document, and then they sucked, which I'm like, no, no you're wrong. No, that's not right. But, so I'm definitely not a, I only like their early stuff kind of person, because the album they went out on is rad. It is. It's so, so is good. The one before that. Totally. But okay. Around the Sun is, like, not, I don't know what that was, but it was a low point. And even in the documentary, I just saw that REM by MTV documentary, mm-hmm. and even in that, they were kind of like, yeah, we don't really know what we're doing on that one. Like, you know what I mean? And they're like, ah, we can't win them all. You Why was I mean? the, Yeah, that's funny, because I was going to ask you if there's an album that you don't like. Is there a song like you don't like? There's a song you just do not like. Um, and would it be on that album? Yeah, I mean, honestly, honestly, I've probably only listened to that album like 10 times. Every other REM album zillion times is it one of those ones because i have some bands that i love but then there's that one album that's in there and sometimes i go you know what i'm gonna pull this out today and give this a chance because i think and then and then inevitably i go yeah no i was right yeah that's totally that album for me it's only that album it really truly is here's me and mike mills on his porch i'm 15 that is incredible i have some info on these fours look at ours (laughs) oh does it say yeah uh so that uh i'm gonna just text this to you okay Basically, allegedly, this was a um, it was a joke referring to an early typing mistake where they misspelled green G four. Oh, B-E-N okay, okay, okay. Because R and four are very close to each other on the keyboard. The, okay. So it was like a joke. Yeah, it was the coolest that. thing when I got the tape, and then eventually the CD and stuff like yeah. I don't think they do it on any reprints because I looked the other day. I was trying to show somebody that at Amoeba. Like, isn't this cool? And then it didn't work. But yeah, if you tilted it. It was it, it was like this iridescent four showed up. Hold on, guys. I'm getting a text. <laughs> Let me see what this is. Oh, this is weird. This is a picture of uh, a young your April. sounds were on. In Mike Mills. Well, that's weird. Well, now I have it. That's great. All right. Well, let's get into some music. I'm going to yeah. let you go. Do you want to go first or you want me to go first? I don't know. Because sometimes you say you like when I go first, then you figure out something to play off of. Right. Okay. We can do that. Is that what you want to do? That's what I want to do. Okay. The first song I'm going to play. I'm a casual REM fan, which means I, I own a lot of their stuff, but like I'm not like a diehard. But then putting the show together today, I'm like, am I going to own all these albums in the next three weeks? Yes. But, if I have anything to do but, with it. Um, uh, I'm going to play a song off of their uh, last, it's their last album, right? Collapse Into Now? Collapse yes. Into Now. There's not going to be another one. I don't think they're ever going to reform. They're not that type of dude. I know. Like, they're not those dudes. All right. Well, I'm going to play a song from Collapse Into Now from 2011. This is called All the Best. Tell my ears bled, red blood cells 
my God. I had that on my list. You did? It's a great song. I, that great, and it's also, I was reading all these interviews after they broke up. Like, after they broke up, I had to, like, take a knee. I mean, it was like a week of, like, I got to deal with this. Mm-hmm. I really got to take in this information. So I was, like, reading all these interviews, and it was funny because they were like, if you listen to the lyrics... A lot of those songs on that album are basically like, yeah, we're totally breaking up, guys. See you later. Like yeah. that song in particular is even like, have, take care, all the best. Like <laughs> we are breaking up now. Like if you really listen and pay attention, they were basically telling everyone that. And then they did release a, a best of after that that had a couple of new tracks on it, right? Yeah. Well, new in the way that they, they I mean, well, they weren't released. Yeah. 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 But yeah. it wasn't stuff that they had recorded after. No, it's probably recorded during these yeah. sessions, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And they yeah. just held them back. But that album rocks. That those last two albums that Jackknife Lee co-produced yes. are really they great. They rock. Yeah, like it's. Well, now I feel like I should play something from Accelerate. All right. Well, because I was going to play. Deep, I have deep cuts and I have like album cuts because mm-hmm. I didn't know what you were bringing. Do they use the same? Do you know? You would know this if you don't know this. No one's going to know it. <laughs> uh, the drummer that they used after Bill Barry left is he? Did they have like a, 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 the same guy or did they? No. Well, the touring guy was the guy from the Posies. Okay. Um, but they would have just different. They didn't. No one replaced Bill Berry. Right. Because that was one thing they said when he left. They were just like, we're not going to. It's the three of us. Like there's yeah. never going to be a fourth REM dude. Right. But for the most part, it was Ken Stringfellow. In the studio? I think. Or on tour. That was him on tour. Mm-hmm. And then for studio stuff, it was different dudes. Maybe different guys on all the tracks on yeah, different tracks they were just never like they were never going to hire another drummer right <clears throat> um oh well i'm gonna go deep I, since we were talking about batman earlier i'm gonna play a song called revolution because this is on the batman and robin soundtrack which great. i That's bought when i was a kid fucking great movie <laughs> <laughs> like I, I remember getting mad i'm like why are you guys making me buy this dumb movie soundtrack because that I had to buy it though, because I had to have the song. But I used to like that when when this a soundtrack song was on a soundtrack and it was not anywhere else. No, I, that you know is what I mean. Fine, but yeah, not, that was always fun. But it was on one of the terrible Batman right, movies. I'm right. like, why do you guys have to go on a Schumacher? Is the Batman? soundtrack good though, or is it soundtrack good though? Okay, well, that's good. But but yeah, Batman and Robin. Yeah. <laughs> but this is a good song though. All right, what's it called? Revolution. I don't. I've never heard this. Pretty great song. It's a jam. It's a total jam. Uh, and what year was that? What year did that movie come out? Ninety-seven. Nineteen ninety-seven. Yeah. I remember I had the VHS and I would like watch it a lot because that was like the first movie I was able to see, like Batman movie I could see in the theaters. Right. So oh, I was like, right. oh, I'm so old. So I like, but I didn't like it, but I wanted to like it. But they always had right. the soundtrack in front of the VHS. They had like the the uh, the ad for it. Mm-hmm. So oh, they would right. show like 
they would play like a snippet of that oh, song. Oh, right, yeah, Some yeah. of the Smashing Pumpkins. There was like a Eurythmic song. You love the movie, now own the music. Yeah, it was, it was like, totally like that. Lots of like explosions. That. And yeah. they basically showed every like half-decent part of the movie in that thing. Right. Which Of which there are not many. No, no. Yeah. Uh, okay, the next song I'm, I'm going to play is, uh, I know what inspired this song. But when I hear these lyrics, I don't. I don't know what's going on with this song. Uh, hey, he doesn't have the time either. Yeah. So, uh, and this is this is from an album that sold four million copies when it was released, and then I think everyone took their copies and traded them in at Amoeba. You talk, You must be talking about Monster. Monster, <laughs> the most the, sold back UCD it ever. Is insane. Every UCD store is like a sea of orange. It's insane how yeah. many copies are there. I don't get it, dude. Because it's a good album. Well, maybe we should just start putting them on the wall. It, they they just hang them up. You yeah, can you like can build your homes <laughs> for the homeless out of sold back copies Mon- of Monster. Monster Habitat. For totally. And uh, I like the cover too. But this is uh, this is what's the frequency, Kenneth? Love the guitar. And uh, by the way, this is my this is my favorite uh, this is my favorite uh, type of a rock band. Four guys, drum, guitar, bass, and a lead vocalist. Right. Michael Stipe really doesn't play Mm-mm. an instrument. He's the singer. Right. And that's what I love. You know, U two, Queen, just a cheap straight trick. up meat and potatoes just, just, rock. That's what band. I like. Just the four, totally four guys. I love it, dude. I love the I love REM so much. <laughs> You don't understand. Like, I just have so... Oh, I love them so much. I was in the REM fan club all throughout. Like, their fan club kills, dude. Like, they would send you... Every year, you got, like, a 7-inch or a CD. Oh, that's fun. And, like, all of these exclusive fan club things and, like, crazy, like, stickers and stamps and... How much did it cost to be in that fan club? It was only, like, $10 a year. Oh, that's... And you got newsletters every month. They're just cool dudes. Yeah. Again, I mean, I know, like, growing up in the South, there's that connection. But it's also, like, you got to keep in mind, like... Michael Stipe was like the first true weirdo I knew about. Mm. I knew who Michael Stipe was before right. I knew who David Bowie was or before I knew like he. And so he blew my mind when I was like 11. I'm like, this dude is so weird and wears like weird eyeliner shit and weird shaved head. Yeah. And like, but he's like grew up here where I'm from. And like, I love weirdos. And he's he, just like this quiet, intense Southern weirdo. I think he looks better without hair than he did with it. I do too. I was yeah. like psyched when he shaved his head, but like, I don't know the inside of the eponymous record where it says I airbrush my face where they had, and he's got that beautiful, those beautiful flowing locks. I know. That's I a, love him. I love that they, that they put that in there too. It's so hysterical. Oh, totally. Like he made a point to do that. His yeah. face is definitely airbrushed. Oh yeah. But I mean, still like he, he was like my first crush too. Like mm-hmm. he was just my first like rock star crush dude. He was like, I don't know. He was just that guy for me. I love him. Let's hear it. Let's hear how much you love him. What's next? I think I'm going to have to go with life and how to live it, which 
Oh, you don't understand how hard putting this list together. What was. album is that from? That's from Fables of the Reconstruction. Okay, and it's it might not. It's just like maybe it's my favorite song on that record. But yeah. oh, go in like thirty seconds or more because it has like a long intro. Oh, it's so good. This was recorded in London. This album. Yeah. Oh God, Fables is so good. There's a whole chapter in Patton Oswalt's Zombie Spaceship Wasteland, which, by the way, on the audiobook, Michael Stipe reads this chapter. Are you kidding? Because it's a chapter about Patton growing up and listening to Fables of the Reconstruction, like while he's working at his movie theater job. And oh, that's pretty cool. It's, it lines up. It's like, and then you know, feeling gravity's pull comes on, and this is how I feel. And like, it's so great. It's so great. And then does Michael Stipe just start reading, or does he introduce him? No, I think he just reads. I haven't actually heard it. I just read about it because I have the actual paper book uh-huh. and not the audio book. But I read about how he apparently reads that chapter. You read that book, didn't you? Yeah, it was great. Yeah. He has a new book out right now, too. Yeah, yeah about movies. About movies, yeah. But I wrote to Patton because I was like, you don't understand. This chapter is like my life. <laughs> like, it's so good. Okay, let's jump, uh, let's jump far ahead of Fables of the Reconstruction. Let's go to the 2001 album, Reveal. Let's hear Imitation of Life. Nice. The uh, uh, the the sales really started to to drop after. I mean, this this album went gold, but I mean, they were like four million, four million, four million, yeah, and it was like and two million, and then then it was in gold status. Yeah, because I feel like I don't know everybody. For me, because I never left. Mm-hmm. It seems like people started to think of them as like dad rock. I know, yeah. especially. People younger than me would be like, "What? You're still into them? Like, uh, you know what I mean?" Yeah. Like, I don't know why they got that rep. That always confused me that, to me, I always felt like they always seemed to be kind of neck and neck with you 2 to me. That's what I was just going to say, you 2 and, and I always thought that R.E.M. always seemed credible. 
I always thought, so, obviously I'm biased, but like I always thought Arnie well, was an, way better. I'm an outsider, and I th- I thought I always thought that too. Like right. I, until I re- read these album sales on online, I was like, oh boy, that's that's pretty. And I know Collapse Into Now, I think it only sold like 142,000 yeah, copies. I mean, overall albums in general don't sell a lot right. these days, but like, oh, definitely they super fell off. And I remember mm-hmm. always thinking like, how come everybody's still cool with you too, yeah. and not these guys? Exactly. Up, up in reveal. Or that's ninety eight and two thousand one. I mean, albums were still selling at yeah. that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And to and only those... go gold is is kind of weird. No, I I totally thought that too, and I remember them getting like weird reviews. Like reveal, I thought was amazing. I remember when reveal came out and I pressed play because I think the lifting is like their best opener since begin the begin. Like mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, this is so great. And then I remember reading a lot of bad reviews and being like, wait a minute. And I, but then again, I can't really objectively, like I'm so biased. Like I know that I can't really step out and go, well, wait a minute. But growing up, I, I felt like for people of my generation, it was just sort of the Beatles and Stones of my generation was like, are you an REM guy or a U2 guy? Yeah. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like REM is so much better. (laughs) How is there even? There's not even a choice. But it was just weird to me that U2 seemed to have. Everybody was on board forever, and I'm like, "What?" Yeah, when it's a steady decline like that, it's. I mean, and you know, the, uh, New Adventures in Hi-Fi sold two million copies, right? So then to, and that's a great album, mm-hmm. and so then to drop to five hundred thousand, that's yeah. a lot. Of, that's a lot of fan base that isn't buying the. It was a bummer. The records, yeah, which I didn't get because I would think it would be people like me and older than me. But I don't know. Cause I a, couldn't I mean, say. There's a lot of albums that follow uh, New Adventures in Hi-Fi. One, two, three, four. There's five more albums that come out and after And I also that. think that they are a band, like I said, where too many people are like, I like their old stuff, you know? Oh, I don't like, I hate when that's like. Yeah, you, that's they, true for some people, but. And you can't say they used to rock because those last two albums totally rocked. They totally rocked. So like, cause a lot of times, a lot of times that does happen. Yeah. Like if the police made an album right now. <laughs> It wouldn't be Outlandish yeah. Day of More. It would be right, right, right. a little bit different. It would, be, it would have like loots and stuff or whatever Sting's, Sting's doing now. Did they like slow down touring or something? Yeah, they definitely didn't tour as much. I but mean, they, they were all, didn't they always, wasn't it like they would record like three albums and then tour? It didn't seem like they toured yeah, they after every album. they didn't tour after album. every album. They oh, definitely no, they didn't, didn't do that. But the funny thing is, is all that, they've also, they're like the only band that has done like three unplugs, mm-hmm. MTV unplugs. They also, I totally remember this because I have it on VHS somewhere. Uh, when Monster came out and they were on Saturday Night Live, mm-hmm. Saturday Night Live let them play three songs. Yeah. They've only had to let like Prince do that. Yeah. Like it's, and, and the Stones, I played yeah. three. Yeah. But so it's rare. It's very rare. Like I feel like U2 hasn't done it. Mm-mm. So I don't know. They still, they still, I guess. Did Lord Michaels go, yeah, but the, we have all these shitty sketches. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're gonna. If only could somebody could sell these sketches back, like everyone has sold Monster back. Um, I forgot what I was gonna. Yeah. Uh, okay. I was gonna play. Ex- I'm gonna play Exhuming McCarthy, which is my favorite song off of Document, and which I also tricked my 11th grade history teacher into letting me play during class because it has an audio uh, clip from the McCarthy hearings okay. in it. And so I was like, this is historically relevant. We can play this song in class. Very tricky. I love this song. Do you have a cue up? No, you can just play it whenever. This is the audio clip. That's her doing her turn paper. On McCarthy. You're beautiful.
Never heard that song. It's so good. I like that song. It's got those horns. I can't believe I, I forgot to bring that in for the horny episode. You probably weren't thinking about U2 and horns at the That's time. <laughs> no, right? You, you mean uh, not U2, REM, sorry. That's why the album sales dropped off. People like you. People like you got yeah. them mixed up. I don't know. Aren't they the same band? They got letters in their name? Yeah, it's four dudes. And they got a four on that green album, right. so it's like U2 and a four. <laughs> and a, I don't know. What's my name? Letters and numbers are hard. I'm going to go, I'm going to play something from The Reckoning. This nice. is like a popular song. This is called South Central Rain. Oh my God, I was just going to play that next. Parenths, I'm sorry. Did you never call? cry i love it so much can we i don't want this to count as my song but will you play a snippet of the south central rain that i brought because it's the version it's the cool. unplugged yeah. version oh, yeah, that makes me want to cry for 500 hours because it's like unplugged and has piano added is this off the new unplugged thing that they just released probably but it's like a boot like i bought like okay. when Waiting i came out yeah, that's the unplugged version. Let's hear him say. I'm sorry. He's a nice voice. I'm sorry. Yeah. He's also one of those, it's one of the, uh, you could hear him getting better. Yes. Like, he's a much better singer today than he was in 1983. Yeah. He has a warmer tone now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I like that they share the songwriting credits across the board, it Always seems, too. Always, democratically, yeah. Because, again, I don't know how this songwriting works, but Michael, Stipe, what, Michael Stipe didn't write, write the bass line. Right, right, exactly. Well, they, I it's, mean, it's interesting because they, well, for the most part, that's what breaks bands up. Like arguing over money more than anything right. and arguing over. So when they right. started that, that, they made a point of being like, every song's going to be Barry Buck Mills type, like regardless yeah. if you write it, I write it, whatever. Right. Um, and they do, there are, there, most of the time, yeah, one dude writes the song. Mm-hmm. Like Mike Mills will bring in a song and be like, I wrote this song and right. they'll just like record it. Right. But they're always going to put all four of their names on it because it's not, I don't think they keep score of how often, like Bill Barry wrote Everybody Hurts. Mm-hmm. Like he, the drummer wrote Everybody Hurts. That's great. Yeah. So it's a great song. There's most of the time where it's like one dude did write it, but yeah, they're not going to fight over. Nah, split it up. Yeah. They're not going to keep score on that. Split it up, man. Yeah. Uh, well, that's not going to count as your song. You still can, you can play a song. Okay. I'm going to play, I'm going to go deep cuts. I'm going to, well, not deep cuts, but I'm going to play Wolves Lower, which is from Chronic Town, their first ever EP, which is so awesome. 
And I wanted to frame it and put it on my wall. I was thinking about this the other day, but then the cover is like this gargoyle thing that's too scary to be on my wall. Kind of creepy. Yeah. They uh they didn't work with a ton of different producers either. It was like when they found a guy, they stuck with him for uh, like a couple albums. Totally, it was mo- Scott Lid. I think is the one that did the most albums for them. Yeah, yeah, probably. And Mitch that Easter did the first couple. Yeah, and yeah. then um, Don Gaiman did a yeah. A couple. He did Life's Rich Pageant. Is that the only one? I think. Um, and then Jackknife Lee did the last two. two. But for the most part, I think Scott Lit did like eight in a row. Yeah, or he something did crazy. like the, he did all the the super popular ones yeah life's rich pageant let me see life's rich pageant is my favorite it's my favorite album in the history of music like it's their my favorite album of theirs but my favorite album of all time that's funny because that's yeah that's don gaiman yeah it's it's that album is perfect start to finish perfection those are strong words it is it's my favorite (laughs) album of all time it's completely the album i've listened to more often than anything else ever why do you like more than like the white album or anything else like why do you think what makes you what's that why is that your album well i it's so much of it well it has fall on me on which is my favorite song of all time but it's just the flow like wait if someone asked you what's your favorite song so on the street someone just said what's your favorite song you would have said fall on me me. okay completely okay totally Begin the Begin is like the perfect opening track. Mm-hmm. It just flows beautifully. I like every single song. I don't, I've never skipped a single song. And, you know, there's also the kind of, like, I got it at just the right time. Like, you know, when I got it yeah. and when I started listening to it, it's just that feeling and that time. And I just love it. And anytime I play it, it's just like I'm 15 and sitting in my parents' now, house. How come you don't have an REM tattoo then? You have a Billy Bragg tattoo. Well, it's a good question because I have almost gotten one many times. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is like when I got to know Bill, like I know Billy. Mm-hmm. This is like a weird thing because then I know I'm talking about like a dude. Well, and did you have the weird. tattoo before you knew him or after? No, after because the thing about Billy and his music is there's no difference between like art and artist with that mm-hmm. guy. And like, so when I started listening to Billy's music, like his lyrics are so overtly political mm-hmm. and taught me so much and really made me want to like be a better person in a way that I hadn't before I listened to his stuff. Gotcha. And then when I met him and started hanging out with him and was like, Oh, you are like the best, most well-meaning dude ever. The, I, you know what I'm saying? Not like so the dudes in REM are dicks, but like, I don't know them personally right. where I like this guy I know on a personal level is like really striving to make the world a better place. So that's why you felt like that's a positive. Uh, yeah, like I, some as far as looking up to people, like I really look up to him in that mm-hmm. way. Other than just like, oh, like his jams, you know what yeah. I'm saying? But dude, trust me, there have been like plenty of times, especially when I was in Athens, where I was like, I should totally get an REM tattoo. But hey, never say never. <laughs> never say never. Is that your only tattoo? 
Yeah, that's it. Because I mean, easy creeper. <laughs> I just, I just, I didn't know. Jesus. It is because it's the only. He's like the only person I ever knew and liked enough. Like I said, after I met him and got to know him, I was like, oh, you're. I'm not going to ever regret that. You're never mm. going to let me down. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's front that's and center too. It's right on your forearm. Yeah. You got to keep the gun strong. Yeah. <laughs> the, the Popeye muscles. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to go. I'm going to jump to 2008. Accelerate, and I'm 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 interested to know what you think of this song because I love this song. It's a little two minute and four second thing called "I'm Gonna DJ." Yeah, it's so dumb. I knew that. Oh, was I like it say. though. No, but like good dumb. Yeah. And this rocks. Steps pretty final. I'm collected vinyl. I'm gonna DJ at the end of the world. Cause if heaven does exist with the kick and playlist. I don't want to miss it at the end of the world Hey, steady, steady Hey, steady, steady I don't want to go until I'm good and ready It's on my mind It's in my mind It's what I found It's what I find It's on my mind It's in my mind It's what I found Oh, my, my, my But I'll spin my way right through it No, I love it so dumb, but I love it. It's a dumb rock. It's like I want to rock and roll every night and party. party it's like day. a dumb rock song. Let me tell you, that that is a, this album is 34 minutes and 39 seconds of pure of just joy rock. rock. I love it. Tra- I've never heard that. There's, a, I, I, there's all these bonus tracks I've never heard. Yeah, I remember when I got that and when I got Collapse and Out. Like, yeah. I was just like, yo, these old dudes can still rock. Yeah, these this, this album is so good. Accelerate. So good. Get it. Get it. I'm sure... I was looking on Amazon today. Mm-hmm. So many of their albums are like like two dollars, three like brand new, yeah. like three ninety nine, four ninety nine. Ah, uh, yeah. Monster is really hard to get a hold of, though. Yeah. I haven't been able to find it. <laughs> no extra copy. Every time I go to look for it, I can't find it. Yeah. Um, no, if you buy any of their albums, they give you Monster. Yeah, they're like it comes free. <laughs> they just seven copies of Monster. Totally. <laughs> they just give it to you. Oh, you guys. Okay, well, since you played that, I'm gonna play Voice of Harold because it's also dumb. Mm-hmm. Now, the thing, this is the version on Dead Letter Office. This is the music of Seven Chinese Brothers, but it's an outtake where Michael Stipe just starts singing from a church flyer. Just He's just singing the words he's reading. It makes, it's totally dumb, but like I'm obsessed with it. I have no idea what you just said. So you can just drop it anywhere in it. I heard some Chinese thing and then... It's well, because you'll recognize the music. With the outpouring of their hearts On and on The songs roll on And soon you are caught up In the sermon Each rendition As you come to feel The devotion Okay <clears throat> What I was saying is That's the music from Seven Chinese Brothers okay. But he's just reading He's just singing what's on Like this church record thing like mm-hmm. the liner notes of some like christian record okay so that so the lyrics make he didn't write those lyrics or anything he just like picked it up and was like i'm just gonna sing these during this take mm-hmm. and i don't know i like always been obsessed with that version more than the actual song seven chinese brothers but yeah so 
How many songs are on your list here? Just, <laughs> I'm just curious. I mean, this, I don't know how many, but. You just called her Christy. No, I said I'm serious. Oh, okay. I don't know I how know, many, I said but I'm curious. Oh. A lot. Okay. Because you 57. don't understand how hard this 57? was. 57? Okay. Um, now, Kyle, you're, you're, not, uh, you're not that familiar with R.E.M. No, I like knew their hits and stuff. I what, like it, though. What do you think? Yeah, what do you think of the stuff that we're yeah, playing like so it. far? Trying to get a young person's view. Young, young no, man's like game. It. Okay. If good. this were you two, I'd be about ready to kill myself. <laughs> well, that show's coming. Trust also, me. I feel like REM doesn't get enough credit for basically like inventing college rock. Mm-hmm. I mean, they kind of were like the first like indie college rocky band. You know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't That's know just either. me being butthurt because I just feel like they should be on a pedestal and mm-hmm. everyone should love them. Uh, what was I? I lost my train of thought. Okay. I always loved the song Man on the Moon. Yes. I love that song. Yes. So uh, I loved when the movie came out about Andy Kaufman. They called the song the movie Man on the Moon. Yes. And then they wrote an original song for that. Are you going to play it? The Great Beyond. Yes, that's on my list so let's, too. Let's play The Great Beyond. I love this. I love it too. In all this talk of time, talk is fine. I don't want to stay around. Can we pantomime just close our eyes and sleep sweet dreams? Me and you with wings on our feet. I'm pushing an elephant up the stairs. I'm tossing a punchlines that were never there over my shoulder. Song. That love it. Song's and I loved the better video than too. the movie. Yeah, <laughs> I did like the movie though. I was a little disappointed but, with the movie. Yeah, and I have to, I have to, I have to, uh, I have to disagree with you about them starting College Rock. Uh, Otis Day and the Nights. Oh, really? Yeah, from, they were the first. Yeah, they from Animal House. Oh, okay. They, uh, they played Delta House. They were they all count? over the college. Oh, sure. <laughs> um, oh my god, I don't know. I mean, this the is Great so... Beyond's a long song too. It's like over five minutes. Yeah, it's like so. five minutes. Yeah. It's funny because I brought that too. I brought the radio edit, but that's totally on my list. I love it. Yeah, um, it's fantastic. I I think I'm gonna play. I don't know. Okay, after I'm gonna play untitled. This is untitled, which is infuriating that it's untitled. It's off of Green. It's the hidden track on Green, and that always infuriated me because it's a mate. I'm like, why did you hide this? It's like the best song on the album. What would you call the song? If you had to name it, you could name it with your iTunes. You can get in there and name it. I'm like singing it to myself. I don't know what I would call All right, it. Let's, uh, let's, let's on my let's, iTunes. It comes up as untitled 11th song, but it's the hidden track on green. They call it 11 on, uh, on Wikipedia. They yeah. call it 11. Let's listen to it. And then we'll name it. <laughs> this light is
song. It's a really good song. So much. What would you call it, Kyle? I don't know. I would call it this song. This the, song the, the is beginning. here. Yeah, that's. Yeah. They yeah. say that a couple of times at the beginning. Yeah, it, that's even that's as easy as calling it untitled. That's you know what I'm saying? Easy. Yeah. Is uh is it like a joke that the album cover is yellow and the album and is called it, green? Yes, and I read ah this is when I was when it came out and I got it. I remember reading that it's because if you stare at something orange and then you close your eyes, you see green. Oh, okay, that makes sense. I don't know if that's true of why that why they chose it, but I just remember reading that when it first came out. Well, because I had the same quote. I'm like, you guys, let's all stare. Ridiculous. Let's all stare at this. Let's figure it out. <laughs> but yeah, that why is that a hidden track? It's yeah, that's so a good. Great song. It's beautiful. I love it. Could have been a single. Could have been. Uh, I'm jumping right to 1996. Let's hear Electrolyte from New oh, Adventures. I love this song. So this is also on my list. New Adventures in High Five. I love how everything. I go, I love this song. Like, duh. because all the songs are on your list. Your eyes oh, it's so great. This is interesting. This is interesting. What's that? This was their last million-selling album. Yeah. It's also the last album with Bill Berry. Yeah. And it's the last album that Scott Litt produced. Produced, yeah. That's so do weird. you think that that's like the magic combo? When those two dudes left, it was like, You know, Woo! without if, if Litt and Berry aren't there, yeah. fuck it. I'm not care. going. I'm, I'm not, not sticking around. It. I mean, they're lame now. That I just, oh, his That's voice. weird, though, isn't it? It is weird. I met. I finally met him properly when I was 21 at the 40 watt, and I wept on the way home. Like wept. But you he held was it so together. Nice to you me. held he it together. You held it together in front Barely, of him. Barely, but he gave me a hug, and he was very like his speaking voice is very like very low and quiet. <laughs> How many people were waiting for him when you get to have some? Nobody. Time? Like he was. It was at a show. Like I went to see somebody else. I went to see Bright Eyes at the 40 watt, and he was at the bar. And my friend ran up, was like, "Dude, dude, 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 dude." <laughs> Dude, dude, guess who's at the bar? And I was like, what, what? for you. It was totally, I went up to him and like, I don't, I was just like, you don't understand. You don't understand. (laughs) I was like, I know you get this every day, but I mean it. Like, you know what I mean? Like that kind of shit. And he just was like, what's your name? And, but it was more like, what's your name? And I was like, April. And he shook my hand and they gave me a hug. And he was like, I really appreciate it. I hope you have a nice night. Like, could not have been nicer. And I was like, oh my God, I love you. And then I like cried. <laughs> what is that? Well, who are some of his, who are their influence? Who do they cite? He's into people? like Patti Smith and like. Oh, that's right. It is. Yeah. yeah. He just opened for her, right? Yeah. Yeah. He loved, dude. Didn't we talk? I feel like we talked about this again because it made me feel like a bad music fan. Because when I read about, he, he was, he's obsessed with Patti Smith mm-hmm. and so is Morrissey. So I got, I asked for Horses, that album. See, that's good to know then. Because then when you meet someone, you can go, do you know how you feel about Patti Smith? That's how, That's I, how feel I feel about, about you. you. And then they would go, okay, I get it. I tried so hard to get into Patti Smith and couldn't do it. I might need to go back and retry now that I'm an adult. But as a kid, when I was like 13, 12, 13, trying to get into horses, I was like, what is this? She had a new best of out like two years ago. It's really solid. I, right. I just start there. Well, because all my idols worship her. So I'm like, yeah. there's got to be something here. So I got to go back. But yeah, I should I should have said that. But I, 
The funny thing is, is I tried forever to meet him. I mean, I'm going mm. to Athens since I'm 16. I'm trying so hard to meet him. And into him. And after that, I ran into him every time I went mm. to Athens to where I was like, oh, it's Michael Stipe again. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it yeah. got to be every single time. And I mean, I'm not complaining, but mm. it just was like embarrassment of riches after that. And to where he was probably like, look, lady, can you please leave me alone? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? This is, a, this is an interesting story. I, I hope it's interesting about uh, if you know something about... Uh, a person that you like and you can drop that in their right. lap. It helps. Uh, who wrote the world according to Garb? Is it John Irving? Yeah, I believe so. Okay. A guy I know, uh, he's a, he's a big John Irving fan and, um, John Irving was doing a signing somewhere, but like out of, out of state. Right. Uh, but it was where this guy's mom lived. So she goes, I'll take your book down there. So he sent her all his John Irving books, but there was a big thing that said, John will only sign one thing. Right. So she, his mom gets up there with all his books and she said, uh, he goes, I can only sign w- one thing. And she goes, okay, uh, these are for my son. And my son wanted me to tell you that his f- two favorite a- authors are John Irving and Victor Hugo. Right. And John Irving said, give them all. Give me, I'll sign all of them. Oh, <laughs> he nice. signed them all. He signed all of them. All right. So learn, okay, give your, them to me. learn your favorites. Learn. Favorites. Yep. Learn, totally. Learn what your, what your artist is. I was like. too frazzled. I just was like, please to hug me in some way. Oh my God, I love him so much. Okay, you just did Electrolyte. I'm going to do a lovely song called Photograph. Okay. And this is them. This is all of R.E.M. with Natalie Merchant also singing. And this was on the Born to Choose compilation that came out in 93. Oh, this is deep, crazy cut. Look, I bought everything. If I oh, yeah, heard yeah. they were on anything, I was like, oh, I have to buy that thing now. I did the same thing. I have, uh, I have, uh, I have, uh, I have uh, cheap tricks on some bad soundtracks and I own those soundtracks. Totally. Well, there's one song I just want to say really fast. I didn't bring it. I should have, but I don't like Pavement. That's an, uh, send the hate mail to the usual address, white people, but don't like pavement. But they pavement did a song mm-hmm. about how rad REM is. Okay. And it was on that no alternative CD. And so I bought that CD. I was like, I don't even like pavement, but I got to buy it because this song, like they totally <laughs> talk about how great REM is and name check all their albums. And All right, let's hear that. But no, so this is Photograph, though. Let's not hear it. Yeah. Let's hear something different. Song. That is a good song. My uh, my next song is uh, came from a compilation called In Time. Yes, and there were two unreleased songs on that. I like this song, and yet I feel almost like they like they were ripping themselves off on this song. What song? Its song is called Bad Day. They were, and you know why? Because it was originally called PSA. Okay. Because I almost brought that in because I have it on a bootleg called. Mm-hmm mumble or something but it was originally recorded in like 84 or something yeah it sounds vaguely familiar to even a song that they re- well let's play it it was never yeah. released but i remember when this came out and i'm like wait a minute and then yeah. i went through my like vinyl bootlegs and found it and i was like oh you guys did they just updated the lyrics a little yeah. bit but they did record the it music previously. sounds like other and other rem song but i can't figure it out let's hear it bad day have you ever seen the television subcommittee Sound like the end of the world as we know it a little yes. bit. 
Well, it was written even earlier than that. Really? I'm going to see if I have PSA on my phone. Okay. I don't know what she has in this, but it's like a mini computer in her hand. Yeah, I really truly was going to bring the bootleg, but then oh, I'm already playing stuff. Sorry. But then I it was it was ripped. I ripped it from a record. So that's why I was like, oh, this sounds terrible. Like, I don't think I'm going to be able to play this. But let me see if I have it on my phone. I might not. But yeah, they did technically. I mean, they just re-recorded a song they But to me, it written. sounds like the end of the world as we know it a little bit. Right. No, it does, but... Um, but I still like it. I really like that song. I don't know if I have this on my phone. I wonder if they took, like... They were like, oh, man, that was a really good guitar thing, and they just kind of changed it. I think they did. The I think they were just like, remember that jam we wrote? Like, it was pretty good. How can we never do anything with that? You know what I mean? Let's purge our own catalog. Yeah. Um, yeah, I do have it. Plug it in. Wait. Oh, why did my phone just go nuts? Okay. Oh, it's not plugged in the list. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's from like 85. Also in Athens, like the record stores are REM Central. Like you can get hella bootlegs and stuff. That's so funny. When I was in Dublin, we were in a restaurant, and I'm not kidding. No less than seven U2 songs came on. Oh, of course. While we were course. there, it was like crazy. I don't know if it's that. I mean, people that live in Athens now are like, yeah, we get it REM, but like, so I don't think you hear them playing mm-hmm. a lot. But if you go to Wuxtry, I go to Wuxtry is where Peter Buck and Michael Sight met when okay. Peter Buck worked there, and it's still there. Do and, those guys still live there? Um. Mike, like, part-time. I yeah. think Mike Mills lives here, but they also have houses there. Yeah, I've seen Mike Mills at the Troubadour. Yeah, he lives here. Like, just standing inside the door. Right. It was just, I'd be like, oh, Work, God, working, Mike Mills. Working the door. I handed, yeah. handed him my Ripping ticket. tickets. <laughs> um, but, but Walk Street, the, they have, like, old flyers from old shows, and it's the kind, it's that stuff that makes me so mad I'm not older. Because it'll be like, I swear to God, it's like, you know, 40 watt REM and XTC, five bucks. And you're I like, know. fuck you. Uh, <laughs> I know. God. Um, I have information. End of the world as we know it is, uh, it was, um, it was basically modeled after PSA. Hmm. Okay. And Bad Day is similar. And then Bad Day is just that exact same song. Yeah. They're they're all, they're all out of the same, uh, the same. Same uh, tunes. Yes. Okay. It's your turn. Oh my God. Wait, what did you just play? I played Bad Day. You played, uh. And then I played the OG. Yeah. Oh God. 
Okay, I'm going <laughs> to... I don't know. She has know. no idea what to pick. Because it's just like, I'm like, can you just play all of them? They're all good. Uh, okay. We'll just play out with all of them. Just all go ahead. three hours and 45 minutes thing. that you brought. Okay, I'm going to go... Oh, I'm going to play Little America. I'm going to play Little America. It's a song off of Reckoning. I like it a lot. This is my favorite podcast I've ever done in my life. <laughs> oh, I got I love it. sick jam from the best <laughs> band that ever existed i'm gonna play a song off of an album uh, again that i love the album cover to for this song alone this song alone should have made this album sell more than it did this is from up mm-hmm. and this is day sleeper yeah this is a jam this is great receiving department 3 a.m Staff cuts have socked up the overage Directives are posted, no callbacks, complaints Everywhere is calm Hong Kong is present, Taipei awakes up Talk of circadian rhythm I see today with the newsprint Gray, my night is colored I love that song. You have no idea how hard it is to not sing along at the top of my lungs to every single one of these. You can. I'm we'll like we trying so hard not to. Um, no, I love that song too. Up is awesome also. Um, do you go for periods where you do not listen to R.E.M.? No, I don't know if that's ever happened. No. So once a week, there's some R.E.M. playing. I like will binge. Also, I like to listen to R.E.M. before I perform. Mm-hmm. Honestly, like before I go on stage, I like to listen to either R.E.M. or The Smiths because it's like... Again, I have so many like good feelings associated mm-hmm. with them that I'm like, oh, it takes me to like a comfortable place. Like, I got this. You know what I mean? If you listen to Billy Bragg before you perform, you start going out there and talking about the man. Yeah, that's right. Talking right? about unions. Being and, all political. Yeah, exactly. What were you going to say, Kyle? Uh, I was just going to say, do you actually listen to REM while you're listening to other music? <laughs> yes, <laughs> I totally do. I'm like, uh, listen, like, if I put on a movie, I'm like, hold on a minute. Put <laughs> on an REM record. syncs up with Automatic for the People. Oh God, I just oh, love them so much. Oh, yeah, gung, ho, the, gung Ho syncs up with it. Gung, totally. The Michael Keaton movie, Gung Ho. Uh, how's the ingesting of the CDs into your iTunes going? Oh, it's still, I had to, spe- I'm not at R yet. So, like, I had to specifically, like, get these. What letter are you at? Well, because I've been out of town. I'm still right. at, like, D or something. Just because I've been That's out of town insane. and I haven't been. No, yeah. I'm still not there either. It's That's, slow going. But I got a new thing, like, first An thing. external? Yes. Okay, good. That's, uh, like, a huge, like, two terabyte, like, this is not happening again right. kind of thing. But then you're backing that up, too, right? No, well, I haven't yet. 
you have to back that up too. Right. So like you plug another one in and back up everything. Everything. I'm gonna have to and do that. And keep that in an off-site safe. Yeah. Like yeah. Get a I safe mean, I would, anything box. that'll keep me from not having to rip everything again. Then I take what I do is I take that hard drive and I tie it to a kite and yeah. I, I send it right up into the cloud. <laughs> See what I do? Yeah. Am I doing that the right way? I freeze I it in so. a block of ice, <laughs> okay. and then so that way when I really do with, get to with it. your credit cards that yeah, you don't want to use. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> um. Okay, I'm going to play... Because when Y3K comes... Right. You got to be prepared. Oh, oh, don't even talk about you gotta it. You got to be prepared. Um, what if Y2K God. happened just right now? Wouldn't everyone just shit themselves? Oh, that would. Yeah, we, what we if it's a thing we him. don't know when it really is like when the year turns to 16 instead of like zeros, <laughs> yeah. you know? Like, yeah, what? That's uh, a oh, weird we play, specific... We planned ahead. Yeah, oh, I blame weird. the Cyberdyne Corporation on that. What? I don't know what I'm going to play next. You sounded like a little child there. Because it's just like, I don't play. know. I want to play all of She's them. playing with her ponytail. I don't know what I'm I love all do. your songs. Do we have cotton candy? We do have okay. candy. Um, we do have candy. I, I, I guess I'm going to play, I'm going to play Begin the Begin. I could play all of Life's Rich Passion, but I'll play this banger opener, and you can just play it from the very first note, because it kicks ass. <laughs> and I love it. Now, I've, I've never heard that song. I'm going to have to pick this album up this week. I'm just going to send, I mean, buy Life's Rich Pageant. I'm still Start a physical there. CD guy, so I'll probably Start pick this one up. there. What I like is that uh, some of these earlier albums are just like 38, 40 minutes, and that's like, that's solid. Yes. That's what this show should be. Yeah. But we can't, <laughs> but I can't keep it Not that. this one. This episode should Not be five episode. hours long. Um, and, and like those last two albums are, are short, short yeah. not short, but just Just like perfect. bursts of energy. Yeah. Totally. And I think some of those, some of the maybe the later albums, like Up and Review and Around the Sun, got a little bloated. Got like, yeah, when they totally, yeah, so lo- longer songs, and yeah. 60, 70 minute long. Yeah, so. definitely. Um, now I played Day Sleeper from Up. Now I'm going to play. This is actually this is my favorite REM album, Automatic for the People. Oh my god, it's so perfect. And since I played Day Sleeper, yeah. now I'm going to play Night Swimming. Night Swimming is so, so beautiful. Yeah, it's really great. Night Swimming. Serves a quiet night. And he hits that note there. It's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. The photograph on the dashboard. Take like a slow dance song. Ago. Yeah. It's a warm Georgia night. That's what this song is. So the windshield shows every street light reveals a picture and reverse. Still it's so much clearer I forgot my shirt At the water's edge The moon is low tonight 
That song is, I think Electrolyte is like the cousin to that song. Yeah. And John Paul Jones from Led Zeppelin mm-hmm. did the orchestral arrangements on this album. Holy. All right. Well, I'm going to do Perfect Circle then because it's like a lovely, chill companion to that. All right. And this is for Murmur. The slow jam for Murmur. Standing to shoulders Now, when you play those two back to back, his voice really did get better. Yeah. Oh, totally. I mean, it's so like uh, beautiful. Mm-hmm. And this is good, but it's like but it's... night swimming and day sleeper. Hey, <laughs> exactly. No, but it is funny to listen to. I feel the same way about Morrissey. Like the the guy singing on the first Smiths album and mm-hmm. the guy singing today. That was like two different voices. It's yeah. interesting to listen to people who stay in the game long enough that you're like, oh, you learned how to sing. Billy Bragg is the same way. Like first albums, he's like shouting, and now he he's like knows how to sing. Yeah, yeah, totally. Or or David Lee Roth. <laughs> Where now he says, hey, booze, dot, buck, day, jump. That's, like, that's really, like the Benjamin Button of singing. Really <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's Polished funny. his scatting. Oh, uh, yeah. totally. do, 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 jump. <laughs> 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 he shaved his head finally. Yeah, I saw those pictures. It yeah. looked crazy. It does. He does But weird... he really finally like came to terms. He has some weird facial tics that he does. He's a weird he, like, dude. He pops his eyes. Can and... we confirm if he's gay? See, I, you know, See, I, I had a dude. Who did I have a? I feel like I might have talked about this on another podcast where we were trying to figure. Because I'm like, he's one of those dudes where there's zero footage anywhere at all of him with a woman or a man with ladies. And and back in the day, he would either be photographed like midgets, yes, or he would be photographed with these women that were super big like bodybuilders, Amazon, right? Like you've never even in the peak Van Halen yes. times like you never saw a paparazzi shot like, of him on a date right it wasn't like David Lee Roth linked with uh, yes. you know whoever how and that's not possible no so what's his deal I know I think he's gay I always thought he I always, but it's also just like be gay dude like we're not in California girls times anymore where it's no. gonna like ruin your image no no it's 2015 yeah so that's a, I've, I've always been like if Rob Halford can come you're out you're right yeah I mean, it's not gonna I mean, like ruin anything there's no for more you. heavier rock dude right. than that guy totally I met him. He was so great. Who, Rob or David Lee? Rob, Rob? Rob Halford. Oh yeah. He was doing a signing at a Best Buy Aww. out in uh, out in Chatsworth, and I'm like, yeah, right. Of course. There. Were there a lot of people there? There, there were a lot of people, but not not as many as you might think. Right. And uh, yeah, he put his arm around me. In the, uh, can I get a picture? Of, yeah, get in here. Mm. Oh. No. <laughs> no, he was totally cool. He was yeah, so great. He seems like a nice guy. Uh, he was really good. That's a great signature too. He did. Yeah, he did a really good one. Did he like draw a cartoon of himself? Or he something? actually wrote Rob Halford. 
Oh, instead of just like, <laughs> oh, well, sometimes it's like people just do like a no, line no, it's a good and one. like, it's okay, a good one. yeah, it's a good one. No, I do have ones that's just like, bleh. yeah, where you're like, that's, I swear that's so-and-so. I, I mean know. it. Yeah, totally. Uh, I'm going to go back to, I'm going to double dip on the album called Reveal. And this is a song called All the Right Friends. Actually, sounds like a song that we played in the TV show Friends. <laughs> it really does. Doesn't it? This is in Vanilla Sky. I was about to say. Like, oh, it is? It's on the Vanilla Sky soundtrack. I think it's like the second song in the credits or something. This is also an old song they read it. So am I wrong? Is this not on reveal? It's not. It's on. I don't have it on. No, it's like. No, it's not on reveal. How did I make that I know. Mistake? That's why when you first. I was like, wait a minute. It's huh. on the Vanilla Sky soundtrack. Is it maybe like a bonus track on. It's a bonus on track on their one of their greatest hits because it's a song huh. that they redid. Well, you can you can correct me when I get it wrong. Oh, I didn't want to be a dick. But no, yeah, you can. You're, you're the, you know. Okay, I'm going to put Vanilla. I'm, I'm renaming it. Wow, that's weird. <laughs> that is weird. Hey, you learn something <laughs> new here every day. Weird. Uh, this might, this, well, if we, what's going on? You doing research? Uh, yeah, but I don't know. Boy, Vanilla Sky. I don't really get that movie. I like that movie. I saw it in reason. a theater. I saw it once, so I barely. Isn't that the one where Tom Cruise like runs down the street in empty Times Square? Yeah, and he has like a weird face mask. Yeah, yeah. I vaguely remember it's it. Cameron Diaz I saw it in the is like the cra- his crazy it. ex. Yeah, yeah Penelope Cruz. In it. Yeah, I like that movie. I don't know why. I don't. I don't remember enough I of it to like it or not. I don't like, like it. movies like that typically. Yeah, but that's one. I I've only like. seen it once. I'm I'm willing to see it again, guys. Let's go watch it right now. What if it just came up on the TV right there? Boom! <laughs> I like Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell's in it. What? I'd, ra- I'd rather watch that yeah. than Magnolia any day. I like Magnolia. I love Magnolia. Yeah, I do too. Why Tom Cruise is excellent oh, in Magnolia. Him, oh, yeah, yeah. oh my God, he's amazing. He's amazing. amazing. He is good in that. I feel like I'd like Magnolia better if I could watch each story individually, mm-hmm. not all rammed together. I don't know. I liked I it. I liked it too. I, I know people like you though that don't like it. I don't hate it like everyone else. I'm just like, nah. I'm like Again, this. next time you're with Ted Lyde, ask him about it. He'll go fucking crazy. <laughs> Hating it? Yeah, oh, he hates it so much. Uh, all right, I Come just here. played a song from uh, an album I thought it was from, and it was. Well, it was, since yours was really from a soundtrack, I'm yeah. going to go soundtrack for soundtrack. Okay. I'm going to play "It's a Free World, Baby," which here's a soundtrack I had to buy: the Coneheads movie. Oh my god! This song is from the Coneheads movie. Thanks a lot, REM, for making me buy the Conehead soundtrack. Did they play three times on that? <laughs> I, I, dude, I don't know when this. Well, again, I don't think I even saw the Cone, or maybe I did see it once, but whatever. So this is a. Uh, it's a free world, baby. You can get whatever you want. There's a feeling in my belly. It's the new tomorrow scene. It's an interesting job. It's the fireworks. I don't need it. 
good drumming that, on that. That's that weird song from Coneheads. Uh, and and back then, people like uh, the Conehead soundtrack. That wouldn't have been a cheap CD. That would have been like. No. That would have been that wouldn't have been sale price. But you know what how you guys know it? It had that chili pepper song Soul to Squeeze Soul on it. Soul to Squeeze, yep. Yeah. Uh that movie came out in ninety three, about mm. fifteen years too late. <laughs> exactly. I mean, yeah. I mean the Conehead stopped being on Saturday Night Live like by seventy. Like the late seventies. Yeah, late seventies. Yeah. How did they look, we'll do the let's do the Coneheads, huh? No let's idea. bring them back. I don't know why that came back uh, other than like was there some kind of Dan Aykroyd? I think Wayne's World came up. before it, and then they were like, "Well, they're like, this what, what else do we it? got? Let's do something. What else do we got?" Right. And it just seemed, I guess, on paper, it seemed like, yeah, but the kid, no one. But kid, the kids are seeing Wayne's World. Yeah, they knew Wayne's World. They have, didn't know Conan. Like I knew it because I'm a dork that like grew yeah. up watching that stuff. But like the average kid who went to see Wayne's World mm-hmm. wouldn't have known what a conehead was. No, not at all. Bad move. It was a bad but move. But a cool soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> one cool song. Yeah. Two. Uh, okay, now I'm going to double dip, and I'm literally going to double dip because this is this is Uh-oh. it wasn't a mistake like I made last time. This is a, a song from uh, New Adventures in Hi-Fi. Yes, this is Bittersweet Me. I love this song. Yeah. Hold on, I was looking. I said that as it. if I knew you liked it. Yeah, I knew that. Well, you know, I like all these songs. I move across Anderson's line. All flesh and poor side. I move across the earth in my new pattern shirt. I pass satellite. You're so bitter, you'll complain. I can't give you anything. I don't know you. I've got God. two. I've got two more. You only have two more. I only have two more. You you have twenty four more. No, she has more than that. I know. I can't count because I was going to play seven more. I feel like the cousin of that song is "I Don't Sleep, I Dream," but we've already played "Monster." I'm going to play. Um, and then there's also there's stuff that's like that there's I a, feel like is pedestrian, but it's also it's like because it's so good. Yeah, there's a couple albums we haven't covered yet. I'm trying to go through and make sure I'm. I, <laughs> I did recommend. I mean, at first I was debating: would we just go through all fifteen and we'll each play one? God, but I like I this. Totally be- I like this better. Okay. Do we play anything from out of time? Uh, Nothing from out of time. We didn't yet. play anything from out of time yet. Did we play anything from Green yet? Oh yeah, yeah. I played. You did the Untitled Jam was from Green. That's right. That's right. Um, yeah, out of time is, and that's a, that's one of the biggies. I love Out of Time. I'll play something from Out of Time then. I will right. play. What am I going to play from Out of Time though? This is so hard. I love all of their songs. I'm going to play Texarkana. All right. That is from Out of Time.
There you go. Mike Mills, lead vocals. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Good he singer. sings on a few songs on Out of Time. Did we play anything from Fables of the Reconstruction? Yes. Mm-hmm. Did we? I played um, Life and How to Live It. That's right. I had never heard that song, so that's why that title didn't stick in my head. Um, I, I think, played Chronic see. Town. Mur- I played Murmur. Reckoning. I played, uh, yes, Little America. Fables got covered. Fables. Life, yes. Yes. Document. Exhuming McCarthy. Green. Yes. Out of Time is the only one we didn't play yet. Right. She just played it. Except until now. Right. Until then- now. <laughs> okay. Calm think, down, guys. I think we covered it all, but we're still going. Okay. Uh, let's go to Life's Rich Pageant. Yes. And follow me. Oh, my God, I'm going to cry. <laughs> you you won't. It's the best song ever. If you did cry, we couldn't tell through those glasses. second i do have to play this before i forget this is one of the coolest things rem ever did what's that i'm gonna play it right now this is from a little show called uh, sesame street oh i love it and yes let's totally. hear a little bit of furry happy monsters yes. Here we go. <laughs> oh that's great <laughs> monsters having And who's the woman from the B-52s? Uh, Kate Pearson. Uh, this Kate Pearson puppet yeah, is hysterical. So great! They're good dudes. Have you ever seen the the Elvis Costello one? The uh, the monsters went and ate my red too. Uh uh-uh. uh, no, he was on Sesame Street also. Yes, oh, instead of know. the angels want to wear my red shoes, it's the monsters went and ate my red too. Ah, that's awesome! Did, have you seen? Oh, yeah, it's hysterical. It's super funny. And that's awesome. Elmo is dressed just like Elvis Costello. He's got a hat and right. glasses. Oh, nice! It's really funny. I'll have to look that up. I totally uh, haven't seen that. Okay, you also play- Stipe was on the fu- the last Colbert Report. Well, he was he just would pop in on there all the time, but he was on the last one. Is like, he working? Do you think he's working on a solo album? 
I think that's like that's way more likely than an REM oh, yeah, yeah, reunion. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, he, he just can't stop making music. But then I, yeah, I don't know. I could see him definitely doing a solo record. But I also think those guys. I mean, like they have plenty of money. Like they don't. Mm-hmm. I mean, the only guy who was ever side project dude was Peter Buck. He has like yeah. seven hundred side projects. But like the other dudes, it just feels like. Isn't the drummer like a farmer? Or something he's like, like a farmer now. I mean, Michael Side makes a living. He's involved in a lot of movies. Mm-hmm. He has a production company and photography stuff and. Mm-hmm. I mean, they kind of can do what they want. You know what I'm saying? We haven't really talked about um, these guys are great musicians. Yeah. Peter Buck is a great guitarist. He's a shredder. Yeah, a great, totally. great guitarist. Absolutely. Uh, so is Mike Mills. He's a multi instrumentalist. I mean, he's like the bass player, but he can play everything. Yeah, and the drums are, are kicking on kicking all these. It. I can't believe I'm saying kicking. They're it. kicking. But on all these tracks. I know. So here's what's going to happen. They're good at what they do. You're going to play a song. Okay. I'm going to play my last one, and, and then, then you have to play us out. Well, you already, I was going to play out with Follow Me, but you already did that. So right. I'm going to have to go back to the drawing board on that. Okay. You, I'll play. Um, you know, this is like the sophiest of choices. <laughs> like you just don't even understand. I'm looking at this list. Like, I guess I that was kind of funny. So I'm gonna play when they got funky, and this is can't get there from here. Oh, this is a good tune. Yeah, this is when they funked out on fables. So I'll play this. that video when I was a kid because it's so ridiculously stupid. It has them at the drive-in like throwing popcorn at each other. It's so terrible and awesome. I wonder if like they were like, what are we doing? They were. Why I mean, they we, were like, what a we goof. This? Yeah, totally. Uh, this is... Maybe go they got lumped in with like, they might be giants after they might be giants came out because they're like kind of Maybe jokey. with like stand. Yeah. They yeah. had like jokey songs here and there. Yeah. So like That's what I mean like I Which is if, funny. Like, people... It's funny you can't get there from here's on like Fables is like a dark record. Mm. I mean it's like mm. dark and weird. So it was like funny that that's on it cuz you're like what? But <laughs> yeah. I was wondering yeah. if that maybe like They might be giants, REM and Weird Al. I mean people speak about <laughs> those three bands. I mean They might be giants are coming here on my birthday. I'm totally going to go. Are you really? Yeah. I, I can't get into them. I don't know why I can't get into I them. I was like so into them. I was so into them. But I mean, they, they as a, a do team, they have a new album. I yeah, they are put. It's not out yet, but I think they're working they on are? it. It's coming out. Yeah. This is. Uh, I heard this song on the radio in 2008. They said, "Oh, there's a new REM coming an album coming out," and then they played this song, and I was like, "Oh, I'm getting that album. This is supernatural, super yes! serious." Yes. Everybody here comes from somewhere. The day we just as soon forget. Up in a way 
before you play us out, um, at the time that this show will air, you're going to have dates coming up on the th- uh, March 13th in St. Louis. Yes. And then April 10th in Minneapolis, April 11th in Madison, Wisconsin. Yes, I am opening for Chris Hardwick on all those, so go what? to Fun Comfortable funcomfortabletour.com. It's the worst word for me to say. I can't yeah, say that it's, word. Yeah, it's hard. The uh, What's the Pink Floyd song about being Uncom- numb? Uh, comfortably numb. Comfortably yeah. numb, yeah. Comfortably numb. numb. Yeah, I can't say it. <laughs> uh, yeah, go watch a couple of these guys. These They're going to be partying it's straight straight edge style. It's so fun. Chris is the Is funnest. it fun comfortable? It's fun, comfortable, good time. Uh, you can follow April at AP on Twitter, which is A-P-E-Y. Follow Kyle at Kyle Dotson Funny. Follow us at Rock Solid Show. Also at Pat underscore Francis. Go to rocksolidpodcast.com. And uh, that's where the show notes are written by Andrew Rich. Uh, I read them all the time because I forget what happens on the show. And then by the time they air, I have to go read and go, oh, yeah, that show was pretty good. <laughs> um, what else? Anything else, Kyle, before April plays us out with... Uh, no, go to the rocksolid.activeboard.com. That's right. Chat with music. Chat about music or with music. Or, yeah. Chat with, with music. Chat music with lives Sometimes there. Sometimes it talks where music back. Lives. Go out and chat with people. <laughs> chat with music. Uh, by the way, a couple weeks ago, David Wilde was on again, and he just uh, kept talking about you, and he kept saying, whenever you play a song, he'd, go, he'd say, that's my jam. Yay! <laughs> it's spreading. That's so fantastic. All right, Kyle, thank you. April, thank you. And uh, oh God, thank I can't you. wait to hear this is the Sophiest of Choices. Thank you, first of all, for indulging like this. Thank you for letting me do this because you don't understand how much I love talking about REM, listening to REM. Like, this is my favorite episode ever. So thank you. <laughs> and as as hard as it was narrowed down, I'm going to have to go with my favorite song off of the most often sold back CD in history. And that's Crush with Eyeliner. That's wow. my favorite jam off Monster. Let's Stop selling them back, everybody. <laughs>